0: Good evening, everybody. Welcome to today's webcast. Hi, everybody. Thanks all for joining us. We do appreciate you giving your time to be with us as we have another conversation together.
1: Yes, yeah, so and hopefully this week my uh, audio doesn't go you know, wonky like it did last week. So
0: yeah, last week was a bit of a challenge, eh, Barry?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was saying to Mark, I've I've totally retrofitted my all my audio this week, so hopefully. It's uh it sounds okay. And you know, give me some feedback on the uh in the comments if you're if it sounds good, if it's loud or too loud, or if it's you know I mean I think it's fine. I mean it sounds good. Mark and I thought it sounds good, but
0: Yeah, we've been doing a bit of testing and we yeah. kinda of diagnosed the problem between us last week and <laughs> tried to fix it. So yeah, it was a bit uh bit annoying last week, just as particularly when Barry was praying at the end and it was all that static. I didn't want to interrupt him in the middle of his prayer. <laughs> but, um, hey, here we are. They're, they're, yeah. they're, all, well, they're all cheering and, you along, Barry.
1: <laughs> and, and, and the reality is is I had no idea because it doesn't sound staticky to me, right? So it was like, it was afterwards, it was like, oh my goodness. And it wasn't anything I did, but it was just something like a glitch in, in I think, software stuff. So hopefully, uh, yeah, It'll it'll work out well.
0: Yeah, uh, let's hope so. Right? So we're together again. We're just going to have a discussion like we had last week. Two friends having a chat, and we hope it's um, it does you good too. It does us good. Yeah. We enjoy doing yeah. it, um, and we really hope as we just talk together that some of the things we chat about and open up together will be the the things that speak to your heart as well. And yes. we're kicking off this evening we we kind of have this 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 heading, this title, which means we can speak about anything <laughs> <laughs> so it's we 've just given it a title of "Living in Love for this week and we 're just going to um, um, just start, have it, start a conversation, hey Barry, and see yeah. where we go because
1: yeah. this is what it 's all know? about. Yeah. Do you want to open up in prayer before? Yeah. We let's
0: do go? that, and I'll, I'll I'll pray, and then Barry will open up the conversation. And now, do
1: you have any announcements or anything? No. Uh, not not a,
0: okay. No. 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 Just good to go. So, yeah, Father, thank you once again for your presence with us. Thank you, Father. That it's all about your presence and just being with you, mm. and we just want to be your family t- together. This evening today and just allow you to speak to our hearts yeah and so father I just pray through this conversation it wouldn't just be us two talking but it would be you talking it would be words of life your words of life mm. for our hearts and so father I just simply ask that as we're together once again our hearts would be open the eyes and ears of our heart would be open to see and hear what you're doing and saying, mm. and Father, you would, Father, you would just take us deeper,
1: yeah,
0: into not just into the revelation of love, but you would take us deeper into love itself. Yeah. So we wouldn't just see something. Okay. For the first time But we would experience it mm. And that What we've already experienced We would experience in a deeper And richer way yeah. And so Father I just ask you to be with each person mm. Who's watching live Or watching later And that you Father Would speak words of life Words of love, words of comfort To their heart
1: yeah. Amen Amen Amen. I guess I should, uh, I'll start and then. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Just a thought. It is so funny because, uh, you know, again, Mark and I have been doing this for, you know, this is our 13th year and, you know, we've, we've been mates for, what, 20 years. So, I mean, this yeah, is, you yeah. know, we're, we're pretty much pretty comfortable w- with each other and, and we know each other pretty well. And, and so, when I when Mark said well maybe you can start and I thought okay well, well what do I want to start with and I thought well first John four sixteen is is a is a really good place considering the topic and he goes well, that was my second point <laughs> see, <laughs> see that's how that's how far much we're in sync here but um yeah I I I thought you know like just to start there as a kickoff and uh, then see where we go and I, I and i remember uh first john 4:16 says in the, you know depending on on the translation but it says and so we know and rely on the love god has for us god is love whoever lives in love lives in god and god lives in him and um i remember um m- when my dad passed away and that was over 22 years ago and he he was you know a young man i mean i'm in my 60s now he was 64 just turned 64 and, uh, you know, we weren't expecting him to pass and and so, you know it's one of those things where you feel really gutted, you feel really just totally you know devastated and for my mom and for just you know not expecting my dad to pass and the only Bible verse that could make sense to me during that time was first John four sixteen. Mm-hmm. It was like, "I don't know anything else, mm-hmm. I can't understand anything else, I can't explain." anything else but i know and trust in rely on the love that god has for us and so you know i think you know oftentimes when you know we do we all go through trouble right jesus said in this world you will have trouble but be of good cheer i've overcome the world and and so you know just the idea that that uh, you know sometimes we think that having a trouble free existence hmm is an um that's a demonstration of god's love but the truth is is that there are heartaches that come there's disappointments uh you might be going through something right now yourself uh when you're on the live stream or afterwards where you're really devastated to the core and my encouragement to you is just to to you know ask god to bring a deeper revelation of that that place in his heart where when everything else maybe the wheels are coming off Uh, in other areas in our life that we can just know and trust in His love. And so I thought, and one thing I thought I would, I would read it from, um, the, the Passion Translation. Uh, I just, just love the Passion Translation and just, uh, yeah. So I'm just going to read a few of the scriptures starting at verse 16 from the Passion Translation that talk about the love of God and then I'll, I'll, I'll just kind of kick the ball over to Mark. When it says, we have come into an intimate experience with God's love. And we trust in the love he has for us. God is love. Those who are living in love are living in God, and God lives through them. By living in, lo- uh, in God, love has been brought to its full expression in us, so that we may fearlessly face the day of judgment. And, and then it, it goes, goes on. And then, of course, uh, verse 18, we talk about there's no fear in love. Uh, because fear has to do with punishment, but perfect love casts out all fear.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you know, I one of the things that you know I think is very interesting about the the dynamic of um, the kind of the I want to say the relationship. It's like the the opposing forces of love and fear, and where love is present, fear cannot abide. And 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 the word there for perfect love casting out fear. Is the same word, the same Greek word, where Jesus cast out devils. So it's not a a very like gentle word. It's mm-hmm. not a very you know kind of a negotiating word where love talks to fear and says, "Hey, fear, mm-hmm. you know, let's let's negotiate. You have one half of berry and I'll take the other half." It's not that way. It's the ferocious love of God mm-hmm. that um, he just not does not tolerate his kids uh, being captive in fear and then and and so you know oftentimes you know when when we at least in my own experience you know when you can struggle with fear it's like you know i focus on the fear to, to you know cast out the fear myself but you know i think as i've gotten a little bit you know older you know the you realize that we don't cast out the fear love that deals with the fear all we need to do is posture our hearts to just live in that place of love mm. And then yeah. love deals with fear. So yeah. anyways, yeah. that's my thoughts to be, to start off.
0: Yeah, and it's it's so powerful. I mean, I, I, I think I came to the conclusion a few years ago that uh, the opposite of love was fear. For that very reason, for everything you've just said, Barry. You know, I, I, you know obviously, maybe we think that the opposite of love is hate. Um, but actually, in this context, the opposite of love is fear. Because that's... That's actually the transaction that took place in the garden. Yeah. You know, Adam and his wife stepped out of an environment of love into an environment of fear. Mm-hmm. You know, the very first thing they say to God is, You know, I was afraid, so I hid. And um, fear um, replaced love. And here, John is bringing us back full circle and saying, Hey, guys, if you live in love. Then fear has to go, which is such an encouragement to our hearts. Um, and I, I think a lot of the a lot of the challenges we face, a lot of the struggles we have, are are internal fears: um, fear of the future, fear of health, fear of finances, fear of employment, fear of people, fear of um, other people's expectations. A lot of the challenges we struggle with are are based on fear. And the more we become rooted and grounded in love, you know, Paul says in Ephesians three that, you know, we become rooted and established in love. We put our roots down into love. So like a plant, the very source of our life is love. You know, we are we are getting our life, our energy, everything from love. And when we are planted in love like that, rooted in love and the roots of our life go down deeper into love yes. then fear has to go mm-hmm. um, I, I I actually like what the message translation says for those two uh, few verses that you, you, you read out because it kind of um, puts it in a very good conversational way yeah. um, you know, um, so kind of like we know and rely on the love God has for us God is love when we take up a per, when we take up permanent residence in a life of love we live in god and god lives in us i just love that expression permanent residence in a life of love you know it's not temporary it's a permanent residence we're making our home in love it goes on to say this way love has the run of the house becomes at home and mature in us so we're free of worry on judgment day our standing in the world is identical with Christ's there is no room in love for fear well formed love banishes fear because fear is crippling and is not one fully formed in love
1: wow.
0: and it's, it's. I just love that um, that picture of love us giving love permission to have mm-hmm. the run of the house, the run of our life, you know you know that expression we give we give it the run of the house you know yeah. it's it's mm-hmm. kind of like we're just giving permission saying here mm-hmm. it 's your place, and what we 're saying is love, this heart, this body is yours, just be free and uh you know love it 's not like we become it's, i like the the slant it's it's not just us becoming at home in love, but it's, it's love becoming at home in us
1: yeah.
0: and love maturing in us. And this is, this is what living in love is like. It's yeah. that expression of just having our, the roots of our life, our foundation. You know, Jesus told that little parable of the, um, the foolish man who built his house on the sand. Yeah. And when the storms of life came along the, the house fell down but the wise man and was, I, I remember the, the song we used to sing in Sunday school the wise man built his house upon the rock <laughs> and it's like when we build our lives on the foundation of the love of the father mm. when storms come and they do come you know we can stand because we've got a solid foundation and mm. I think you know what, what Barry said um, we, we think living in love Knowing and relying on the love of the Father is is a trouble-free life. Well, you know, we all know the reality that that's not the case. (laughs) And the thing is, when we live in love, we know we have the person of love walking through those troubles with us. And that's what makes the
1: difference. Yeah. And I think of even Romans 8, uh, verse 18... Where, where Paul says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed mm. in us. And, uh, you know, and then, of course, then he goes on to say "The creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. But I, you know, I really believe that, you know, when we begin to see from God's perspective of that eternal love, the everlasting love mm. that he loves us with, it is it is beyond our expectations. Our circumstances, right? Yeah. It's
0: yeah. he
1: sees, he knows the end from the beginning, and you know, saying "I love, I love you" with an everlasting love is, is there's as Jack Winnie used to say, there's never been a time in all of eternity when we were not loved, and um, I think when we have a perspective of, kind of in a sense, the the big love of God, the eternal love, uh, it 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 eclipses mm-hmm. even you know, it's not it did it doesn't in the sense. You know, diminish the suffering or, or or disrespect the suffering that we go through, but it it, it eclipses any hardship. You know, yeah. and again, that's where Romans eight thirty five to thirty nine, where you know Paul said, "For I am convinced mm-hmm. that nothing in all creation can ever separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord," and it, and for him to say that he was convinced mm-hmm. to me, and other you know um, translations say I, I, I'm persuaded. That he needed to be persuaded that at some point, and I think that's the story of our lives, is that, you know, when we have hard things happen and we all have those difficult things happen in our lives, is that are we able to find the presence of God, yeah. the abiding love in that moment, you know? And, you know, oftentimes, you know, if we we feel shame or we feel we've done something wrong because we have this ideal that life would be perfect if, if you know... If if God loves me, then everything should be perfect, and you yeah. know, we just live in a fallen world, right? But yeah. to be able to be persuaded, and I think I, every day, like I mean, for me, I, I I feel the Father is continually wooing me. He's continually persuading me, convincing yeah. me that I, that I, you know I'm okay. I'm yeah. loved. I'm safe yeah. in His arms. Yeah, yeah.
0: And these these are words. These are experiential words. We know. And rely on the love God yeah. has for us yeah. because you know in, in English we only have one word for knowing you know know <laughs> and it can mean a lot of things you know I know Barry I know my wife I know my kids I know my town I know a bit about tax and accounts or even less now than I did a few couple of years ago <laughs> but <laughs> you know knowing it's like we have to look at the context of what the word how it's being used but in, in Greek, they have different words for knowing in intellectually and knowing through experience. And the words that are used in First John four sixteen are the experiential knowing. And I I kind of refer to that as we know in our hearts. You know, we 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 can know things intellectually, and that's good and important. But this is something we know in our hearts and. Um, you know, it's, it's an experience. We, we experience the love God has for us. One of the things, when, when I'm often talking about this, um, I, I, I often refer to Lamentations chapter three, <laughs> because, you know, I don't know if you, Lamentations is one of those books we don't read very often. You know, it's kind of a bit miserable. <laughs> um, but actually, it, particularly chapter three, it describes the story of our life sometimes you know it this guy um, Jeremiah they they think um, wrote it he's, he's obviously not having a good time you know things are rough things are difficult things are challenging things are desperate and you know when you read the first 18 verses or so of of Lamentations 3 you think oh yeah I can identify with that that's like my week or my month or my year But he gets to the point um, in verse 18 where it's the real low point. You know, he's going through the the catalogue of disasters and how he feels and everything. And in in verse 18, he says, um, my endurance has perished. So has my hope from the Lord. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like he gets to that point of absolute hopelessness. And we we very often get to that stage too, don't we? You know, Mm -hmm. in situations and circumstances, stuff that's going on in our lives, we can get to the place where we feel pretty hopeless. And, you know, sometimes... I mean, I've been in hopeless situations and thankfully I've I've never doubted God. (laughs) But I know people who've been in hopeless situations where they, they've begun to doubt God. Mm. And it's like, you know, they're letting go of everything. And it's mm. desperate. It's, it, it's horrible. And this is where Jeremiah is in Lamentations chapter 3. But then he says that wonderful thing, but this I call to mind mm. and therefore I have hope. It's like he's in the pits and suddenly he remembers something. And, you know, we can be like that. We can be, things can be tough, things can be hard, things can be desperate. You know, it's hopeless, literally. We've lost our hope. But can we be like Jeremiah? Mm -hmm. This one thing I call to mind, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never end. They are new every morning. You see, in that moment of hopelessness, he remembers the the love of God. The love of the Father. And I think he remembered because he was so rooted in love. You know, Jeremiah had a pretty rough existence, but he's the guy who said, I have loved you with an everlasting love.
1: Mm.
0: You know, I think he had, and he's the one, he said, I thought you would call me Father. See, Mm. I think Jeremiah had an understanding of who God was. And even in his hopelessness, he gets to that place of saying, yeah, Mm. my father still loves me.
1: Mm.
0: And I just want to say for all of us that if you're in that place of hopelessness, just remember Mm. the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. See, you can experience it even when things are desperate. You can rely on it. That's the beautiful thing about relying you know, it's steadfast. It's true. It's sure. It's unshakable. And you know, so much of our lives is is shaking at the moment. And this is something that is not shakable. It's unshakable. And you know, we can remember it, and we can build our lives on it. We can be planted in it because His love endures forever. Mm-hmm. And as Barry said, there's never been a moment when the Father's not been loving you and I never will be <laughs> which is good news
1: <laughs> and, I, and I and I remembered um, our friend James Jordan would say the father not only loves you he's loving you in this very moment yeah yeah and and so I think I think some of the struggles and I can only speak from my own my own life right but I think it's like I forget it's like i i you know the awareness of his nearness is, it can can elude us you get distracted we you know beat ourselves up we you know get overwhelmed whatever and i think the father understands and he loves us through it he mm-hmm. cuz his love never changes it's not like it's you know a good good cop bad cop i think sometimes we we have this idea of god that he's he's a little deranged in the way that he he you know he treats us you know based on our performance, yeah he loves us because he loves us' because he's love itself yeah and and so I think it's the part of it for me is 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 remembering uh being aware of the yeah. abiding presence of God, and I think you know even I know this is i've I've had this experience before where you know in very difficult times when I haven't felt God's presence and, you know, you're going through something, you know, of course, like with our daughter going through cancer treatment and all, it was like, Father, where are you? Hmm. Where are you right now? Because I am gutted. You know, I am just gutted to the core. Hmm. And and then when, when, you know, it's just like the kind of the veil is taken away in a sense, you know, not like, you know, you see an angelic vision, hmm. but yet all of a sudden you realize that he is he's walking alongside of us, and one of the uh, you know second corinthians one three to five says that God is the the father of compassion, and mm-hmm. the god of all comfort, and the Latin word for compassion is compassio, and that means to suffer together mm-hmm. and you know and oftentimes when, like when you think of your own life when you think of of how God relates to you in your sufferings do you, do you Are you aware that he would be alongside of you? Mm. Because he so identifies with you. I mean, Paul talked about the the body life, you know, as far as in Corinthians, he talked about weep with those who weep and rejoice with those that rejoice. Mm. So when you're weeping, what do you think the Father's doing? Like I just, when I think of that, it, it brings a comfort at a level because it, it brings a sense of understanding yeah. that he's walking alongside of me. You know, it says in, I think it's Psalm 34, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he will save those who are crushed in spirit. And I think, so if that's if that's you today, if if that's, yeah. I just encourage you just to ask the Father, even right this very moment, for a revelation of his nearness. Mm. Yeah. yeah
0: I just just as you were talking about that Barry, I was thinking of the couple of verses in John 17 um, John 1724 Jesus says to his disciples, this, this is just before he's taken away to the cross. Right? This is mm. the, the end of part one of the story, <laughs> mm. and Jesus says to his disciples, Father, I want those you 've given me to be with me, mm. where I am." and to see my glory, the glory you've given me because you love me before the creation of the world you, you know, and the question I ask often is like, where is Jesus? and John 1 um, tells us that Jesus came from the bosom of the Father, he was in the closest relationship with the Father that's not not where he came from, that's where he lived yeah. and you know, he obviously went back to that place but even through his earthly life he lived in that place of mm-hmm. close relationship he lived in the bosom of his father he lived in that intimate relationship and here's Jesus praying at the end of John 17 and he's actually praying for us because it's, it's, it's that little section of the, pr- the prayer where it's Jesus prays for all believers all those who follow after us that's us and he says I want, I want them mm. to be with me where I am and, you know, it's very easy to say, oh, that that he's talking about when we get to heaven. Well, actually, I don't think he is. He's talking about mm-hmm. our day-to-day relationship with the Father right now. And we can be with him where he is in that intimate place with the Father. We can experience and know his nearness. And Jesus mm-hmm. ends that prayer, verse 26. And again, this is the passion translation. I've given them the revelation of who you are. I've shown them that you're Father Mm. and I will continue to make you even more real to them so that they, that's us so that we may experience the same endless love that you have for me Mm. for your love will now live in them even as I live in them you see Jesus' prayer is that you and I would experience the same love that he experiences and that's that's, that's amazing <laughs> see that's living in love that's living in love that's, that's knowing that we're loved by the Father just as the Father loves Jesus mm. it took me a long time to get my head around that because <laughs> mm. I thought yeah of course of course the Father loves Jesus he's the perfect son You know, don't we all love the perfect child? (laughs) And I thought, yeah, of course the father loves the son. But, you know, me? You know, and it was a challenge for a long time. But then one day the father said to me, he said, Mark, how do you love your children when they're rebelling? Do you stop loving them when they rebel? I thought, no, of course I don't. You know, and if anything when our own children are rebelling, if anything, we love them more because we want that love to draw awesome. them back. And the father just said, Mark, you know, if you don't stop loving your kids when they rebel, what do you think I do? Mm-hmm. He said, I don't stop loving you. I love you yeah. like I love my son Jesus. And that mm-hmm. to me was a huge, that was huge. That was a huge yeah. revelation. Um, I, I, that was, you know, I, I look back over the last 20 years of this journey, and there's been many revelations along the way. And I, 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 I hope and pray there'll be many more revelations to come. <laughs> but for me, you know, that was one of the bigger ones on the journey. Yeah. That was one of those wow moments. Like, oh yeah, I am
1: loved. Just like Jesus is loved. And, then, and when you think about that, if the Father loves you and me and everyone as as the same love that he loves with Jesus with. He only loves that one level of intensity. Yeah, it's full on. And that's with, full on, it's all his heart, all yeah. his mind, all his strength. And I think that's where, in the great commandment, when, uh, you know, the the teacher of the law came to Jesus and said, what's the great commandment? And, mm-hmm. you know, he said, hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. And this is the great commandment, to love the Lord with all your heart, yeah. all your mind and strength, and then love mm-hmm. your neighbor as yourself. But we know from First John 4, 19, that says, we love because he first loved us. us. Yeah. So what I really believe, you know, of course, you know, we can read the great commandment from a, a performance basis. What do I have to do to love God mm-hmm. with all my heart, all my mind, all my strength? But when we begin to understand how love works, mm-hmm. it's that we, he loves us first. And, yeah. and our only response is to respond to him loving us. And how does he love us? The Father loves us with all his heart, all his Mm -hmm. mind, and all his strength, just like he loves Jesus. And I think there's so much of this idea of performance, right? Like we, you know, good day, bad day, you know, God loves me, he doesn't love me. You know, it's kind of like the the little girl with the flowers pulling up the petals. He loves me, he loves me not. And we just have this idea that the love of God is somehow based on, you know, what we've done on, in during the day. And then when we yes. begin, and again, it's a deepening revelation. I'm on this journey just like just like Mark and just like you guys. But it's just when we begin to be convinced that he loves us full on and he only can love with one level of intensity, and that's with everything within him. It's good news, it just man. sets our heart. It's good news, right? Okay. That is the good news of the gospel. Yeah. You know, this other idea of, you know, <laughs> God's got a big stick. And he's ready to club you and of course oftentimes and we know this and for those who who you know are walking with this journey with us for many years you you know we know that oftentimes when we even try to have a grid of understanding of god as a father without the revelation that comes from the holy spirit Mm. the most natural thing in the world is that how have we been fathered and then we make assumptions about god's character Mm-hmm. that are rooted in our own father experiences yeah. and, and and again that doesn't happen i think that doesn't happen at a um maybe even a conscious level but it's it, we don't know what we don't know yeah. and i think that's where it's so important you know with this whole idea um you know uh Ephesians 117, when Paul says, I keep on asking the glorious Father that he might Mm. give you the spirit of wisdom Mm. and revelation Mm -hmm. so that you might know him better. Mm -hmm. And I think it's through the revelation of the Holy Spirit that awakens something in us that we see him, not through natural eyes, not through natural understanding, not through intellect, but it is the gateway Mm -hmm. for us to actually know in that sense, as Mark, you said, the heart knowing, Mm -hmm. the experiential knowing. That he's our dad and and when you even think about the in a natural in the natural of course is is just a drop compared to the ocean of god's love but you know when we love our our spouses or our children or our grandchildren you know it's not easily quantified it's no. not like you know it, it's not intellectual it's something that's deeper i love because i, I don't know i love them because yeah. i love them and i think it's that kind of Love that the Father wants that that will you know in Ephesians three when Paul's praying that big prayer about being rooted and grounded mm-hmm. in love and he talks about the love that surpasses knowledge. Mm, yeah.
0: yeah, 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 yeah. I I, I love um, the conversation Jesus has with his disciples in John sixteen. You know it's you know the, when I read it I kind of um, put myself in the in the room. You know, mm. these guys are just fishermen. They're ordinary guys. Uh, they're uneducated, and they're really struggling to get what Jesus is talking about. You know, it, and it, you know, on one level, what Jesus is talking about is quite confusing. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: And um, they get in this conversation to John sixteen, and the disciples are talking to each other, saying, "You know, do you know what he's on about? Do you know what he's? Do you know what he's on about? You know." And it's, and and Jesus, of course, knows exactly what they're thinking, and he says, are, "Are you are you are you asking? You know, are you saying you don't understand this? You know, yeah. You know, are you wondering why I'm talking in riddles? And yeah, you know. <laughs> and you know, they 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 just don't get it. Yeah, they just can't understand the weight of what Jesus is saying. And in in John seven John sixteen twenty six, isn't it? Um, Jesus says the Father. Himself loves you and then the disciples, the next thing the disciples say is, now you're speaking clearly (laughs) (laughs) it's like now we get it and and then I I think Jesus Jesus obviously knows this is his last evening, he's going to be taken to the cross I, I think Jesus kind of breathes a big sigh of relief and goes thank goodness, three years they've got it (laughs) <laughs> the father loves them and then he immediately starts praying that prayer john 17 which is really just summing up his whole life you know father this is what you sent me to earth to do and this is what i've done and this is what i'm going to keep on doing because you love them just as you love me and it's, i think jesus must have felt so relieved you know these guys they've got it and it gives me hope. That gives me hope. You know, these disciples were with Jesus every day for three years. They had yeah. the teaching from, they heard it from him. They got, you know, they saw his lifestyle. They knew he was yeah. different. They, they come to know he was the son of God. And yet, even just those few moments before he's taken away to the cross, they don't fully understand and they can't get what he's talking about. But then he says that one sentence. The Father Himself loves you, mm. and they go. Now you're speaking clearly. Now we understand. See, and that's the revelation of love the Father wants to give us this evening. Yeah, you know, it's it's. We can read those words, the Father Himself loves you. You can even change it and say the Father Himself loves me. But mm. un- unless it's a revelation in our hearts, unless those words impact our heart they're just words on the page but when they impact our heart Hmm. everything changes and you can say the father himself loves me Yay! (laughs) and you know nothing in one sense nothing's changed the words on the page haven't changed the words on the page are the same but your heart has seen something and you know, that's that's my prayer really for us today is that we see that that the Father Himself mm. is loving us, mm. you know, and, and that I, I hope that comes, you know, I hope that comes as a revelation to some of us, yeah. and even to some of us who've seen it before. I I just hope pray that it lands in our hearts at a deeper level. Yeah. Yeah. and we we can go we can have that wow moment again you know you may already have had that wow moment but let's have it again you know wow yeah. wow the father well and I he and I think me. it's
1: interesting when you say you know that John 16 passage um, verse 27 uh it would, when oftentimes we, even when Jesus would talk about the love of God, he would use the word agape love, mm-hmm. the, the big love, the unconditional love, but he used a very affectionate uh, description of love, uh, the phileo love of God. Mm-hmm. He said the Father himself, phileo loves you. Mm-hmm. And phileo love is a family love. It's an affectionate love. It's yeah. a tender love. And, and when you think about this, it's, um, Jesus actually, and it's the same word that Jesus, uh, used in John chapter 5, 19 and 20, when he referred to how the father loved him. Mm-hmm. He says, for the father loves the son and shows them all he does. And he, it was the word phileo, the, yeah. as the father phileo loves me. And, you know, oftentimes, and I know I've said this before, but there is a huge difference between, in a sense, when we think of the love of God, we think of the agape love of God, the big love the you know, the unconditional love mm-hmm. of, of God throughout the universe. It's like, you know, we see that in a way that's not like maybe not, not necessarily personal or affectionate. But phileo love is is very much that way. You know, it's mm. like the difference between saying, you know, I love you or I like you. Right. Mm. I mean, I and I've said it before. It, was, it wasn't was a great experience when a leader in a, a church that I when I be, first became a Christian at 16 years of age, came up to me and he says, I love you in the Lord, but I don't like you very much. <laughs> you know? and, and and so my question is, do you think I felt loved? You know, if the guy says, you know, it's almost like I love you because I don't have a choice. Mm. But, I, you know, I can't stand being around you. And I honestly think that, that without that revelation of the love of God, mm. the abiding that he loves us as much as he loves Jesus, that we can have in our heart that he loves us because he has to love He's obligated to love, even maybe because Jesus died on a cross. So, you know, that, you know, there, we don't have a, you know, um, he doesn't have a choice but to love us. But mm. when we begin to understand that he, uh, he, the Father himself, Phileo, loves us, that he, his love for us is affectionate, yeah. it's tenderhearted, and he enjoys us. Mm. I think when mm. once we get that, then, you know, I think it really helps in our journey. So we, you know, we're, we, he's our dad. <laughs> Yeah. Like he started.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and of course this love is generous and yeah. overwhelming and extravagant. You know one John three, verse one, see what kind of love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. For that is who we are. Yeah. You know, it's when we talk about the love of god we're talking about the lavish love it's just generous it's mm. you know we don't ration yourselves <laughs> cuz his love for you is unlimited and don't don't get to the point where you think i've got i've got enough not i've had enough but i've i've got enough you know <laughs> i've had enough is a bit of a negative connotation isn't it but i've i've, I've got enough now oh, i'm okay don't don't ever get to that point because yeah there's always more he's lavishing his love he's pouring his love on us he's loving us freely all the time and yeah. you know i just i think it's it's just um it's just good for us to remember every now and then mm-hmm. that the whole basis of our faith the whole basis of christianity is love
1: mm.
0: For God so loved the world that he sent his only son. You know, he did it because he loved us. You know, before the creation of the world, he predestined us to be redeemed as sons and daughters, to receive the full rights of sonship. You know, this, is, this has always been God's heart. And, you know, his, his love for us, his love for you and me goes beyond our understanding. <laughs> And we must never try and limit it with our understanding Mm -hmm. and, you know, continually come back to this place of letting him lavish his love on Mm -hmm. us. I've been to the Niagara Falls with Barry a couple of times, I think. Um, And uh, it's just one of those incredible experiences, isn't it, to watch all that water pouring, cascading over the edge and it mm-hmm. never stops. It never runs out. It's powerful. It's strong. You know, it's 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 it has got a thunderous roar, hasn't it, Barry? Oh yeah. Um, and you just think that's just a picture. Mm. And of course, God's love is is way beyond the Niagara Falls.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's what He wants to lavish on us today. Mm. And maybe,
1: we, do you want to say something? Yeah, no, I, I think, you know, if we transition into prayer
0: yeah.
1: uh, time, you know, I just, you know, I just think of Romans 5.5. 5,
0: yeah.
1: Right? It says that, uh, and hope does not disappoint us because God has poured his love yeah. into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. And, I can, and again, in Ephesians 5.18, 5, it says, do not be drunk with wine, which is an excess, but filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And you know, that word is to be continually filled. It's yeah. being filled, always being filled. So then if we if we go back to Romans five, five and the, the way that the Father pours his love mm. into our hearts is through that infilling of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. And he wants us to continually be filled with it. Yeah. It's like every moment of every day. Yeah. I believe it's with every breath. Yeah. You know, the average adult Breathes 20,000 times a day, and I I just believe that even if we just you know ask the Father for a revelation of the beautiful simplicity, the intuitive nature of breathing, we don't have to try to breathe, we don't have to work hard at it for the most part. We just intuitively breathe. And I just believe that even in this very moment, as we maybe transition into Mm. just a time of just soaking in prayer, you know, together, that. That you know, we would just yeah, just breathe as love in and just, you know, just be recentered. Yeah. You know, into that place. Make love your greatest aim. You know, yeah. rather than having all these other things, our greatest aim. It's like we 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 get recalibrated back to what the main thing is. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So anyway, that's all I thought my thoughts were. Yeah. Yeah, thank you Father
0: Let's just open our hearts for a few moments and just receive that extravagant love poured freely Thank you Father Father that you lavish your love upon us Mm. simply because we're your sons and daughters Mm. and just in this moment Father we want our hearts to we want our hearts to receive that extravagant love Mm. Father thank you it's that simple the father himself loves us. father help us help help us father to shed all the complications that we make up mm-hmm. and build up and just come back to the simplicity of that statement. the father himself is loving you right now. that you would pour the substance of your love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit Mm. and where some of us might feel hopeless where some of us might feel things are desperate Mm. Father may we just have that memory this one thing I call to mind and therefore have hope the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases his mercies are new every morning Father, just pour Your love into our hearts. Father, let us experience You loving us. Yes, Lord. Let us experience being loved. (laughs) Mm. Father, we open up our hearts to go deeper into Your love. Yeah. To experience Your presence in a greater way.
1: Father, would you just show us how you love us, just like you love mm-hmm. Jesus? Yeah, and with that revelation of of your passionate, intense, unconditional love, yeah. just consume every amount of fear mm-hmm. that we have in our heart. Maybe afraid yeah. that you will reject us, or we'll be, or we're afraid that we're not enough, or that somehow we're going to miss out on your love. So, Father, even in this very moment, mm. would you just have your perfect love cast out all fear?
0: Mm.
1: Father, we ask that we would have the perspective of heaven, yeah. that we would know that the glory that will be revealed in us this eclipses mm. anything that we're experiencing in this life because you love us with a love that lasts forever. Yeah. Wow. It's as simple as breathing. Father, Mm. for the the ways that we have complicated this. Oh my gosh, Father, I pray that we would have a return to the glorious simplicity. Mm. Just of a a little infant being loved by its mother and father. Mm. Just like there's nothing that they could ever do. Mm. Experience that love and earn it or deserve it. Father, I just pray for that you would show us the pathway. Yeah. To that beautiful simplicity. Rest. Yeah. Acceptance. Longing. Yeah.
0: Father, help us to put our roots down deeper into your love. That our lives would be built on that solid rock, a good foundation, that foundation Mm. of love. Father, your life would be the source of our life, Mm. the source of our energy, the source of everything we are. Yeah. Father, as we are Mm. rooted and established in love, we would have the power to understand who we really are as sons and daughters. I just just particularly want to pray for anybody today who is discouraged. Anyone who is perhaps feeling you are a little bit distant. Father, I thank you that you never leave us, you never forsake us, you never, you never are distant from us, but sometimes mm. we feel that distance. And I just pray, Father, for those people that in this moment they would have the assurance of your presence with them mm. that they would almost feel like your arms the tangible arms of the Father. I'm mm. wrapped around them, holding them, speaking words of comfort, speaking words of love. And Father, we thank you for the gift of your presence that we don't take lightly, but we we value and we honour. Mm. And that's the place we want to be. Thank you that Jesus made the way for us to be with Him, where He is yeah. with you that we are in Christ with the Father yeah that's our true identity that's our true position yeah receiving his love living in love Mm. makes a difference you know hey i guess we'll be back next week barry
1: yes yes it's been great now because of course you guys know that you know for the first i don't know two months of uh of uh, our schedule this fall we hardly saw each other so at least now we get a chance to hang out so this has been rich we get so thanks yeah Thanks so much for every, everybody for just joining in this conversation with us yeah. today. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see you next week. Yeah, see you. Yeah. Bye. Bye.